Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five head coaching candidates at Duke. Mike Elko on his way to Texas A&M. Duke's job is open, and I was... This was going to be yesterday's, and it was suggested to me to do a Baylor offensive coordinator one, so I wanted to do that, um... And then I thought, like, oh, man, I really hope Duke doesn't, doesn't hire somebody or elevate someone just fast. So they have not. So top five Duke head coaching candidates. Number five, he has an affinity for this place. He got down the road a little bit with Stanford last year. Jason Garrett, former Cowboys head coach. Um, he spent a lot of time there um, when uh, David Cutcliffe was there. Uh, they... They had a friendship. Uh, Cutcliffe, of course, retired, and that's why Mike Elko got the job. Uh, it would not be surprising to me to see Jason Garrett and Mr. Ivy League himself, uh, if he wants to get back into coaching and he's interested, uh, but he didn't do Stanford because he kind of felt that it would be harder for them to compete um, in the NIL world. Duke's been a little bit more aggressive in that, uh, even though Riley Leonard is leaving, but they have been aggressive. Mike Elko got a lot of guys out of the portal this last year for what was a really good season for them. So it wouldn't be completely outside the rec- uh, the realm of possibility to see Jason Garrett, the clapper himself, uh, in this mix. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I, I feel like this would be a very, very split response to, to a hire like Jason Garrett at really any college program. I think it very much would depend on the fit. I mean, Duke, I can understand why people think that would fit. He got rumored back in 2021 for that job, and I don't know how much there really was to it then. Um, I see him getting kind of put back in there again this time around. And I suppose if he had an interest, that's something they could look into. I don't know how much I'm buying Duke's actual interest into Jason Garrett. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that's out there. He's around the college game on those Notre Dame broadcasts. And I'm um, not sure of his interest level in, in joining the college ranks, which would be a first for him, I believe. Um, you know, I was trying to go the, the head coaching route. Um, so, yeah, not, not sure how much I buy this when I see his name brought up, but it was brought up a couple years ago. So, yeah. Number four, Jim Leonard. Um, I, I think this would be a really good fit for him. I, I do. If he's not going to be a, you know, if he doesn't want to just be a DC at a place like USC or, or whatever, then I, I think this is a huge fit uh, for him. I think he'd do well there. I don't know if he'd be there long like Mike Elko, but this is a nice transition from a Mike Elko to a Jim Leonard. Very similar coaching styles, very similar in what they're going to be defense first and really hard nose. But uh, Jim Leonard needs to be a head coach somewhere eventually. He's a really good head coach or he's a really good coach. 
I think he's going to be a good head coach uh, down the line. Uh, and Duke would be a nice place for him to start. Yeah, I just went and looked. Uh, Jason Garrett's never coached in the college ranks, yeah. which I was just unsure if he had ever even like been in a, a GA yeah. somewhere. Yeah, the only time you hear coached. about Princeton he went to is the NFL. He there. Yeah. yeah, he went to the NFL, and then he got straight into to coaching. But, uh, yeah, I was just curious if there had been a stop that I couldn't remember. But, yeah, that would be a first for him. Uh, yeah, Jim Leonard, um, a hot name that we were talking about the last uh, coaching carousel. Um, and uh, – haven't kept up much with him, but hey, it's coaching carousel season once again. So um, I could see where his name could be bandied about. Haven't seen much mention of him at all, actually, even mm-hmm. with the the Duke job. But uh, thanks for the reminder that he's been that he's still yeah. out there I mean, and a- just serving as an analyst in the Big Ten. So yeah, I could see where you want to just uh, peel back and see what his interest level might be. Yeah. Number three, Florida State offensive coordinator Alex Atkins. If you're going to go. You know, commit some ACC on ACC violence here. Uh, Alex Atkins is a is a rising coach uh, in in those ranks. He's he's not the guy who calls the plays at Florida State, but man, I got to tell you, he has reshaped what their offense looks like. He's reshaped, especially what their offensive line looks like. He was the offensive coordinator at Charlotte, so he's familiar. You know, he's familiar with North Carolina. I mean, he doesn't have to go and and meet a lot of people. I know that that's that's not really the biggest thing, but it certainly would help. Um, so uh, he's on. On the rise I don't think he's their guy and I don't think it's his time yet but it's coming in the next couple of years and I would not be surprised if he if this is like the year he gets a couple of interviews before maybe next year he gets the head coaching job yeah if it, the head coaching job is coming it'd have to be at a smaller institution it seems yeah. like, like I was talking about with Brando it's just not like a it's not the wild crazy carousel that we've had the last yeah. couple of years there's just only a you know a handful of select jobs really that have that have opened up but no he's an, an up-and-coming guy as you mentioned done a really good job at Florida State um, and seems bound for at some point in time uh, a leap up the promotional ladder he's been uh, I think it was at Charlotte previously yeah. so he's been in North Carolina before I don't know how much that kind of stuff even really matters you know like I, I could see where you want a Texas guy in Texas to recruit Texas guys but I don't know how that flies like do you need the familiarity in North Carolina you know what I mean uh, yeah. to, to, to well, work we don't know because we're not there. I mean, it's, that's I my whole point yeah. is I don't know um, yeah. so yeah but I mean if it matters then he's he's been there had a stint uh, in the state but yeah I know that you like him quite a bit and I've seen his yeah. name bandied about when it comes to you know guys on the rise so yeah yeah um yeah he he's installed a toughness that was not there on the offensive line well, I mean look at it I remember when Clements first got there and how bad that they they yep. were and they were yeah they were one of the worst offensive lines in the country not that long ago I mean yeah. it's been a few years at this point but it doesn't seem that it, long ago I, I think Randy Clements was the the best coach on the on the Taggart staff really yeah. that was that was not left over from you know like Odell Higgins who's, who's been there forever but um but a- Alex Atkins has like put like just he put bones back in their body like they were they weren't tough they were just jelly mm-hmm. like that's what they were before number two Kurt Signetti at, at James Madison uh, nobody's uh, should be surprised that his name comes up for any job but he is an older coach he's 62 so I, I doubt in this point in his career he's looking to move around all that much he looks and, like he should be like the coach at Northwestern Duke yeah like Sit, that and the glasses the, yeah it, it makes a lot of sense that this would be the guy because you can have Kurt Signetti for a few years and then he can he'll probably win a lot at Duke because he's a really good coach and then you know when he retires then you can get your next guy and then you don't have maybe play the because if you hire Jim Leonard Jim Leonard has two or three good years at Duke Jim Leonard's going to be the head coach at a Big Ten school or somewhere like that. So you're going to probably lose him. But Kurt Signetti wouldn't necessarily be a climber. You know, he would kind of – that would yeah, just be his job. In his 60s, yeah. Yeah, he's in his 60s. So 
that, uh, you know, coupled with the fact that he's fantastic, uh, would make him a great fit for Duke. I mean, they're, they're a great story, a great football program, done an excellent job there in handling all of the bowl stuff. You know, obviously they, they took a, a lump right after, like, that became, like, the, the hottest topic of conversation, but eventually got what they wanted there. Uh, in the end, I've seen his name thrown around a lot. I saw his name thrown around for what was the other job? Um think it was Indiana, maybe, that he was his yeah. name was being thrown around for a little bit. So he's definitely Same been, situation from Indiana. Yeah so, yeah, so he's been thrown around a bit in, in both of those circles there. And, yeah, I mean, obviously a hell of a program, hell of a coach. Uh, they handled that transition like bosses. And, uh, yeah, I'd be very interested in seeing him have to chop the S off, go from yeah. the Dukes and chop that S off and, and go run there with the Blue Devils. Yeah. Number one, Manny Diaz. Uh Again, if you want to transition to kind of keep similar styles to match up with the roster that you might have, um, a defense-first approach that, that Mike Elko brought you, and a guy who's been a head coach in the ACC before, Manny Diaz, albeit not that long, uh, and someone who just had one of the better seasons as a coordinator that you can possibly have that Manny Diaz had at Penn State. So uh, he's going to be a head coach again sometime soon, uh, and you know, my, uh, to me, this is, this is a really good fit, although – I guess you would worry because he's not, you know, he's not an older coach. He may not be there for a while, but he's already kind of been through the ringer as a head coach, so maybe he would kind of plant himself at Duke and, and, and ride that out. You really like Manny Diaz. I do like Manny yeah, Diaz. I, mean, I, really I like do. Manny Diaz. Y'all notice that, though? Like, he's all, text yeah. messages and that's not a him. knock. I just said yeah. you, you do like I do. Him I like Manny yeah. Diaz. He's, like, I think he kind of got jobbed at Miami a little bit. I don't think that all of that was his fault. I think it's it's clear that, look, Mario Cristobal hasn't, like, run away with it and made everything better, and it's not already Mario Cristobal's fault. Sometimes it is the organization. Like, is it Matt Rule and Frank Reich's fault that the that the Panthers suck? Not completely. Well, uh, I did think was, it was Matt Rule's fault until it turns out, like, no, the owner's no, the owner yeah, sucks. Yeah. Like, okay, at Miami, the owners are the have the university has taken their very valuable and successful football program and decided that 1989 was the last time they're going to stop giving money to it, and they're just not doing the things they weren't for a long time. I know they are now, but like, is that Manny's fault? Is that Mario's fault if they weren't doing that? Not no. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like Manny Diaz. He's been an excellent coordinator everywhere he's been, and he was a good head coach at Temple. It's why he got the job at Miami so like you know let's I I think he's he maybe deserves another shot yeah I mean he's done an excellent job at Penn State uh, that's for sure I mean really an excellent job there with the Nittany Lions and he's been all over the ACC he's been you know elsewhere as well um, but uh, certainly familiar with the the ACC region and the rivalries and all the stuff that comes with that, even if it is shifting a little bit uh, with some new booties coming in. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy who seems like he's taking his, uh, his uh, I guess, his, his whips for, you know, or his lashes for the not working out at Miami, and now right. he's worked his way slowly back, and it seems like he is kind of on the verge now of a point where maybe it's time for him to get that phone call again. I'm not sure how Duke fans would respond to that, but uh, he's got the resume. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.